You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Uh, my banana eating wife over here is that's a dirty trick. Putting you on actually a, started a proper show. Vegas show for me here with this banana. Are you hungry? We just had breakfast. No, that was like three hours ago. It just oh, took no, us a while to leave fast. the house. <laughs> Getting Jesse out the door, right? He was on fire this morning. Oh my gosh. And then showering him and then re-showering him because he got dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But today was a pretty big day. He, yeah. used, he used the toilet for the first time. Yes, Jesse peed on the toilet for the first time today. Mark it on your calendar. Praise Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the beginning. We'll be wrapping that diaper business up very soon, I hope. I think so. I'm going to miss it, though. That's the thing. Like, you know, you, you go through these milestones, you go, oh, you know, it's going to be great when he's uh, walking, and it's going to be great when he's... I already missed when he was a little I know, baby. I like, know. Uh, I was sitting there. Last night, I didn't feel good. We, we went to... I won't say the name, but we went to a resort last night with Jesse. Yeah, we it's one letter. First of all, yeah, <laughs> it has one letter. And it's, and it's not a D. And it's not on the strip. It's way <laughs> south. Mm. <laughs> mm, what would it be? Anyway, we went there and we ate something in the restaurant and it had MSG on it, which we found out after we ate it. And of I, course. Like, I thought I was having a heart attack last night. MSG? I thought my head was coming apart. Yeah, that's... When and I felt like I was gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but mine was worse. <laughs> because you're a man. I was having a heart attack. Of you were just gonna throw worse. up. I was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> because when we both have the cold, you're gonna die. <laughs> and I'm still doing you all know my chores. When I had when I had my magazine mm-hmm. and was publishing it, I found a research piece that proves that men actually do feel more discomfort. I during wonder the cold. who paid for that research. <laughs> it was a pack of women. It was. They it was went out all there to prove that men are candy together, asses, and, and, and then they funded wrong. And so they're like, wrong. "Oh, here, honey, see this piece of paper. See, they we did were, a research. If we were playing Trivial mm-hmm. Pursuit, you would have that question wrong." <laughs> So yes, men do feel it more so than women. Uh huh. And you trust scientific fact. That is the one time you trust one research without any backup was, from any it other. It was a trusted re, uh, source. It was the like the Mayo Clinic or you know mm-hmm. one of those places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it on the Inquirer. Sure. I didn't. It was, <laughs> no, that was truth. Like it was an honest. Terry. I remember telling you. I can't remember. I can't believe you're blocking this out. No, I remember it. I'm just saying that usually when I come to you with a research, and you're like, um, I need at least well, three others. Anything you research doesn't. It tastes <laughs> I think, horrible. I, think, I need <laughs> at least put it in three weird places other pieces I don't want to, put to back things. this up <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that it's actually correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. What my point was uh-huh. is you prior to the end, we were having an awesome day. And uh, and last night I didn't feel good. So I went to bed early. The only time in history I've ever done that, I think. You went to bed at like 8 o'clock. I felt like not good. Yeah. Like I was concerned not good. <clears throat> but I got in there and I... There's something called Smug Mug. It's a website and it's a place where you can archive pictures. And that's where I archive all my pictures for work. But I also archive pictures for... Like us, our family. I've got this whole thing called memories and I've got years of memories, right? Mm -hmm. So I was looking over the memories with Jesse because I couldn't play with Jesse, Mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't feel good. And of course, if he was in there. He would be jumping on you. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So so I was just looking at all his pictures and videos for the year. And Mm -hmm. 
It's crazy. Wow. Like it's so much, you know, just, and, and I got, it got kind of sad because it, it's just like, I, he's growing up. I know. You know, that's how I, I see his pictures when he was like a chubby baby. I know. And sitting in that bumble <laughs> thing. Mom, yeah. Moms will know what a bumbo is. And his legs were so thick, he would get stuck on the bumbo. And he'd get mad because he couldn't move his legs. They were so big. But, you know, you look at these milestones and you celebrate with them. Like this morning, we're all jumping up and down because he's peeing in the toilet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, you know, I, I know I'm going to miss the diaper thing. Right. You know, I'm yeah. miss it. And it's not that you, you miss diapers, you know what I mean? But um, just that that whole you're just gonna miss because face. it's the next. He's yeah. he's done with that part of his life and it's over and you'll never see it again. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I know, but that's that's how it goes. But the the, the so the cool thing was is we were out with I don't want to get emotional. So we we're out with Jesse <laughs> yesterday. We we went to church. Too late. Yeah, we found a church. I moved to Las Vegas in 2001 or 2002. And I looked for a church, couldn't find one I liked or felt comfortable in, gave it up, just watched Joel Osteen on TV, loved that. And uh, we've been doing that for years. But yeah. since Jesse came into our life, we've been looking for a home, like yeah. a, a home church, to, right? To take and him, we yeah. finally found one yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Everybody, like I've heard so many, because I grew up Catholic and I never liked mass and all that. I always had to go, but... Um, Every, oh my God, I, this coffee's strong. I, I've heard so many people say, did you make it? No, Crystal did. <laughs> um, I've heard so many people say, oh, the first time I walked into this church, like it, it, I felt emotional or whatever. And I'm like, oh, sure you did. So <laughs> this whole summer, since we moved to our new house, um, we've been going to different churches every other weekend or whatever, whenever. Mm-hmm. And... It just like, oh, this was nice, but nothing like really, oh, no, I'm moved no, I by never it. said that. No, I was, I said that. I leave these churches and if I'm unhappy <laughs> with ranting. something that I hear, I go like on a total rant. And the whole thing is I go to a church, I don't need somebody telling me what to do. I didn't want to tell on you. I didn't want to. I, I was just speaking for myself. I'm like, oh, that was nice, but I'm not like dying to come back. I don't need somebody telling me what I did wrong that week. Well, you know, that, I mean, otherwise I, I, I would have guilt. stayed Catholic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have enough guilt, right? No, but that's the thing. You know, you just and, and I don't need somebody, you know, telling me that social media is a bad thing. And I don't need somebody criticizing something that I think is a good now, thing. Now you know. you're criticizing all these churches. No. <laughs> so anyway, I go there and I leave out of one of those churches or one of those services. And so it's been a litany of, we didn't even bother trying to look for a church last week. No. Because it's just like, I'm tired of being... Disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I wanted to go to this one, but like I didn't want to go because I didn't want it to not work out. I I felt the same way. And I thought, you know, but okay, you got to man up and just go and find out, right? Two or three people had told me about this church and. And they're people that we really like. Right. And, you know, they're, they're our kind of people. So we would think, okay, they have the same taste. And then I felt the same way. I'm like, we're running out of options, and if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. the next one is like literally 45 minutes away, and I didn't want to have to go there. <laughs> and I'm not flying to Houston every weekend, right? <laughs> so, but it was pretty amazing. We walked in It was in awesome. We walked in, and this is something, an observation that I made, because it was such a good experience, literally driving into the parking lot, mm-hmm. and it made me think about, not just our business, made me think about our business first. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think about myself. I checked myself. 
And I thought, you know, okay, I, I'm kind of the way I am. What's that, Terry? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 can, I can summarize it in a couple words. You would need two or three podcasts. for, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just like I, I call a spade a spade uh-huh. and take a great deal of pride in chopping through the BS and just saying things the way they are. And I think I'm a very just person and like that, but I'm, I'm not really what you would call diplomatic. <laughs> would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. Okay. I think I do that for our family. I'm the diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely the diplomat. That's why if there's any kind of conflict or anything, I send Anna. Because for me, either Anna, it's... Anna, can you call this number either, and figure out what's going on with this? Either they fix the problem or somebody's going to get, get an earful mm-hmm. and I'll get kicked out of there. But um, So I always send Anna. But, um, but the cool thing was, so it made me check myself. But, yeah. you know, we drove into the parking lot. And, and honestly, from my, my cop days directing traffic, that's the worst thing you could ever be assigned to do is stand in direct traffic because you will, you will understand Winston Churchill had a great quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. And he said, the greatest argument against democracy is five minutes with the average voter. Wow. But it's the truth. People, when they're in their cars, they think they can just go anywhere <laughs> yep. and they don't care where you're directing or why you're directing. They just go where they want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, very rarely are you going to find people that are in charge of directing cars in a parking lot to be what you would call accommodating or cheery people. Right. Right. And we drove up into this church and they, they were smiling at us and directing us. And oh, and it was everything was perfectly like they would get it was so organized. their system. Yeah, they, they were very organized. Yes. Every other church we went before. And that's one of the things that stresses me out is the parking, to be honest. And uh, you would get there and it was like, oh, do we park here? Do we park there? And, where and nobody's really it? trained. They're, they're thinking where they want you to go. So they're mad at you because you're not yeah. going there, but they're not really telling you how to get there or what yeah, to do. And, right? and it, it was different. Yeah, but this was, was cool. so good. It was just like, this was the most. I, what I liked. But, is, but then we went in. Yeah. And we start walking to the campus. And everybody was just so nice. Everybody's so nice. Yeah. And like Jesse's the mayor everywhere he goes. He says hi to virtually every human being he sees, right? Yeah, yeah. And most times people are a little taken aback so yeah, they don't like, respond, what? right? Yeah. He's talking to me, you know. But uh, everybody's like, hi, hi, and high-fiving him and fist-bumping him. And it was, it was really great. And then, I mean, the whole experience, the entire thing was amazing. We didn't want to leave. They have a little coffee shop there. And when I first came in, I'm like, they have a coffee shop at a church? That's weird. But I understand why, because... You go and you watch the sermon and then you come out and you want to talk about it. Right. You well, know? and this is what we did. We, we went and watched the service. Yeah. It was, it's like the guy was talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. was one of those. It was one of those, yeah. And, uh, and then we left and we went to get Jesse and he was having so much fun. We're looking at him through the window and thinking like, do we break his heart and yeah. take him away? Like, so, so we just left him and we went no, back. No, and you know what was cool? We asked them, we're like, is it okay if we go over, talk at the coffee shop and leave him here? They're like, yeah. You know, like yeah. it wasn't like, hey, your time's up. Yeah. Take your kid, you know? So it was, it was very, very different. And uh, we went and we finally talked to the, one of those, I'm new here. Yeah, I never do that. <laughs> I made you do it. You know, yeah. Anna went and did it. You know, when you're new at anything, they make you go, you know, oh, come over, you know, give yeah. us your name, you know, yeah. and so we can crawl up inside. I already sign up for the meeting next Sunday so we can go and meet everybody. But I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because everybody's so nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Normally, it's just like, you know, my, my the, the part I hate worse about church, worse, the most, the most, <laughs> the part I hate the most about church mm-hmm. is when you stand there, turn around 
and say good morning to your partner or tell your partner, hey, oh, you know, I'm so glad you have a nose, you know, or whatever it is, yeah. right? And it's just like everybody's painfully turning around. It's just like, but these people were genuinely they were actually really nice. Yes, yeah. I yeah. really didn't mind that. I yeah. thought, hey, that wasn't so bad. So, yeah. so there's no part of what, about that service that was unpleasant. The church is called the Crossing. If ever you're in Vegas, it's called the Crossing. Yeah, and yeah. it was uh, really really cool. But uh, so there was that. There was that. Uh, which we, is, we didn't which do it. Was we, perfect Thanksgiving weekend. Well, that was the whole. Finish, this is this right? is what I'm. This is a segue into Thanksgiving, and this Thanksgiving, I honestly sat there, and you know, you're so inundated with. The, the thanks, right? If you go through social media, it's right. just everybody's, you know, thanking you. And I got a, I got lots of texts and emails from people, you know, thanking me. So and, awesome. And it was such an awesome thing. And and the whole thing is, is that being so immersed in that kind of a, a feeling, I really, really started to think, not the, not the surface stuff, but the deeper stuff that I was truly thankful for. Mm-hmm. Thankful for. And you know what? I had a really, really good weekend. And mm-hmm. you know how much I hate... Yes. Those gatherings with the big meal and, <laughs> you know, the whole thing, right? Yep. Introvert. Yeah. We already touched that subject l- yep. last week. <laughs> I'd rather hide in the bedroom and pretend I'm sick, you know, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I just do not enjoy it. And it just really made the whole thing amazing. And so all that to say this is that the church experience, the Thanksgiving experience, and of course we haven't been here. We took a few days off. We didn't do a podcast and we only did one last week. Yeah, because... But we're back this week. Let's be honest. Everybody <clears throat> were with family and they didn't want to hear us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. So, uh, but the whole thing taught me to, number one, protect my environment. Mm-hmm. You know, if I let the world dictate the noise in my head... Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving was all about thanks, right? And right. just that theme. And it was just everywhere you turned. You couldn't get away from it, right? Yeah. And uh, and so it really made me think and evaluate. And it changed my behavior. And it changed how I thought and see things. So I thought about, okay, am I controlling or am I letting the world control my influences and in my environment? Mm-hmm. And I realized when I did that that, you know what, there's no reason why I couldn't get up at 4 o'clock and go for a run. Right. There's no reason why all the things that I want to be doing with my life that I couldn't be doing, I put the brakes on those things. And I put the brakes on them sometimes because other people maybe don't agree with them or, you know what I mean? And, and, and even though I'm not the kind of guy that does things because somebody else wants me to or doesn't want me to, it's just having that influence. We're all affected by our environment, right? Sure. You, so what do you mean by that? I, I'm, I'm a, little, a little bit confused. About the running? Yeah, about the running. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you. you what, what you mean, I guess, is that you, 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 you realize that you are stopping yourself from doing certain things because, um, in a way, you are trying to fit in with the family or the world or your surroundings. Is that is that? Well, one of the things I'm a photographer, and and what I'm most known for is shooting sexy women. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you're a Christian guy and you do that, yeah, then you're not only going to hell, but you're sending everybody else with you to hell. Are you really? No, that's what <laughs> I've been told many times in you're the last, kidding. oh, I mean, countless times through the last 25 years. I actually had some friends fly friends of theirs from Canada to have an intervention in my home once. No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
<laughs> who are these friends? Well, it was kind of quote funny, unquote friends. It was kind of funny though because that we was were, a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. And and I kind of uh, I dealt with it like in a very uh, what what I did is the person was sitting. I, okay, tell the whole story. So what happened is these people came. They're all like they're Christian people, yeah. You know, and they're friends that we knew. Churches, I you know we went to church and you know we knew them right. And they're nice people. Mm-hmm. So we had no reservations having them come into our home. And they brought their friends and they're nice people. Uh-huh. And the guy get talking and he starts saying, "Do you think that doing the job that you do?" Uh-huh. leads people into sin. And I said, well, no, not really. I said, I, I haven't really thought of it that way. I I don't have a problem. Like I look at a beautiful picture and I don't want to stick my penis in that. You know, I have no urge to stick my penis in that. It's like baking or, a pie. Or the apple pie, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, it's like an apple pie. You <laughs> like bake this movie. awesome apple pie and everybody's looking at it. Would you, <laughs> do you oh, that that's a beautiful pie. I'm going to stick my penis in that. You know, uh-huh. it's just, to me, that doesn't register, right? Yeah. It's not how I think. It, to me, it's about creating beauty. Maybe that's right? how he thought. Well, this is, this is how the story goes. So, so he says, well... He continued on in this direction, you know, that, that my work, him looking at my work really tempts him to sin mm-hmm. and to lust after other women and things like that. And this is really, and this is okay. Well, so I showed him three pictures of three different women and, uh, and he said, uh, I said, does, do you feel lustful desire for this woman? And he says, yes, I do. And I says, well, when she came here, this woman was, she has a, a son She's mm-hmm. a single mom in a small town in the South. Mm-hmm. And I said, she, the only, and he has special needs. And the only way she can pay for his special needs and afford it in that neighborhood with her education and in her city and in her community, uh, where she still has to support a family is for her to go stripping. That's the only, that was the decision she made was to become a stripper right. so that she could pay for the medical expenses for her son's special needs. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, when she came here, she spent the weekend with us and, when she went home, uh, she still continued stripping, but what she did is she um, enrolled in university, got a degree, and became a counselor. Wow. And then when she could afford it, she stopped stripping, and now she counsels and helps young girls that are in the same situation as her. And I said, that happened because she came here to do this photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And I said, so that's what I'm doing, and all you can do is you just want to bang this chick. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you think maybe... I'm not the one with the problem. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, and, and here's how it went. <clears throat> I'll tell the whole story. Yeah. So we looked at the other girls and the other girls and then find, and he, he had a you know, thing for every one of them. And then after I showed him the girls yeah. and I also showed him pictures of, at the time I was married to Elaine, I showed him pictures of Elaine. Right. right? And he says, yes, I feel lustful desire for all these women. <laughs> so we go through the whole list and I went and each girl had a story and we come to Elaine and I yeah. says, now, I said, we've talked about these other three. You flew down here to come and tell me that I have a problem. Yeah. And I said, you just walked into my house with your wife and your friends, and you told me you want to bang my wife, (laughs) and you're telling me I have a problem. I said, I think you need to use your time here to ask me how to help you (laughs) deal with your problem, because I don't have a problem. Right. Did he leave and you never saw him again? When I said it that way and everybody realized that he just stood there in front of me and said, I want to screw your wife. Right. Is what he said in <laughs> yeah. front of his wife right. and his friends. Yeah. And this guy's, you know, uh-huh. uh, he realized, oh God. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. And so it got, it was very uh, tense and, you know, they. Awkward. You know, well, yeah. And, Did you, you know, ever see him again? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, never came I, back to see me. I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't know if he follows me on Instagram or anything. I've never checked. But that, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny because, um, you know, you, you're right. I, I, I think <laughs> that's the problem. Well, you're a model. That's the problem with religion, mm-hmm. you know, and... It wasn't. Religion in a relationship with God is two different things. It wasn't our purpose to talk about this today, but it just turned out to be the subject, and and that's that is the problem. You know, when you when you have a relationship with God, you you live your life, and no matter where you go, you bring Him with you. Because if you ever read the Bible. God wasn't just for the people that are perfect and that are no, and not you sinning. And you, you know? don't have to read the whole Bible, just read the New Testament. <laughs> right. You know, Jesus ate with tax collectors. At the time, they were the scum of the earth. You and know? He, he had his feet washed and, by a prostitute right. when, and, and was judged for it by the Pharisees. And so, so, so anyways, the point is, uh, and I think you can sum it up in this one, and I can't remember the verse, but basically, you know, the light shines the brightest in the darkness. Sure. Not in the light. Right. And, and so if I'm going... If your whole world is your people from church, you never uh, reach the ones that you're, are. You're that preaching need to, to the converted, in. right? Right. Yeah. You know, everybody wants. I remember my ex-father-in-law. You know, he was so excited he was going to drive halfway across the country to go hear a guy speak at a church that was a former Hell's Angel that was going to talk about his, you know, his redemption and sure. coming to serve God. And I said, "Well, listen." Why don't you come with me to a bike rally? Because he was criticizing me because I go to bike runs, right? Uh But if you go to a bike run, there's always a Christian Bikers Association that has services on Sunday morning. Uh Now, there's everybody else is drunk and high and a Sunday morning, you know, they're a mess and like that. And everybody's lining up to eat. And just a few feet away, they're holding a church service. Right. And they convert a lot of people at that point when you're at your lowest Uh (laughs) on Sunday morning. Uh And so the thing of it is, is that where are we supposed to help people that need the help most? That's exactly it. We don't all, you know, jumping in a plane and flying off to Africa, do it. Sure, if that's what you're called to do. But I don't care to go off and run through the jungle and well, there's work make to everybody be, read the Bible. It's not no, my thing. No, there's work to be done right here. There's work to be done everywhere. Everywhere. Right. And so this is the desire that was put in my heart is to be a photographer. Clearly, I have a gift for it that God gave me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go and be a Christian in that world. And Right. You know what I mean? And so I, nobody else has the right. To, so so the point is, is that, uh, you know, we're foster parents now and we're, you know, we're Christians and we're, you know, we have blessed body wear and, and right. all that kind of stuff. And and uh, I'm starting to get that back again now. When I was just a low life photographer for magazines, well, of course, I was lost then, you know, to fine. everybody. Yeah, it didn't matter because I was one of the ones that was the problem. Well. No. I, oh, I never you, was. you mean you're getting criticism because you are a Christian? Obviously, you're putting all this stuff out there as a Christian, but you are also taking sexy pictures, right? Well, and worse yet, uh-huh. I'm victimizing my wife by taking sexy pictures of her. <laughs> you know, obviously leading her down the garden path. Have they ever been to the beach in Brazil? <laughs> no. That's you know. And did they know is, you before Blast Body Wear? Well, no. I mean, you were is, one of the top models when we had the Vitrix model team. You were the top model on that team. Well. And there's, you know, there's so many layers there, but I, I come from a culture where, you know, people like they don't use their bodies. Uh, I, I was actually talking to a friend about this uh, over the weekend. And in Brazil, it's a little bit different now. But when I was growing up, you you were allowed to go to the bars, to the bars, nightclubs, gold dancing, da 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 at 13 years old. 
13, 14, 15, like by the time you were 21, you were sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Nobody falls drunk. Like there's always the one person, right. but that's not the norm. And that's not the norm. You know why? Because it's not prohibited. No. So you are 13 or 14. My parents, they always <laughs> drove me to the club yeah. And then picked, at, up after. picked me up. It, my dad would always say whatever. And and I'm saying you would go to a party at 10, 11, midnight and come back at 2 or 4 in the morning. And next next morning is school day. And all, the, all he said to me is you need to get up and no complaining. And you got to go to school and you have to keep your grades up. Mm-hmm. And if you do all that. You're fine. You can go with your friends. So my dad would drive us all out there. We'll get all dressed up. We'll go. We'll dance with our friends. You know what? I wasn't promiscuous. I wasn't a drunk. And then I moved to the U.S. when I was 20 years old. And here's the difference. Yeah. And I I think I know what you're going to say. And I just want to say this. I think for anybody hearing that, they're going, go, oh, God, no. Right. And you're saying that because of your experience of what you see in the bar when you go to the bar here. Not when even the there. bar. I got here. I was twenty, and I I was living in mm-hmm. San Diego, in a you know like a college little community, and all of our, our neighbors were like eighteen, nineteen. You know, just moved out of their house, uh, their parents' house, and you know what they would do every Friday and Saturday? Somebody always gets alcohol. Mm-hmm. They would drink until they fall down and like literally lose consciousness. And I was with a boyfriend at the time, and he was also from Brazil, and we were both like. What is going? Why would people do that? And we asked them, like, why do you drink until? Oh, that's what we do. That's we're so partying. much fun. We're partying, and we're like, that's not partying. Like you're not having any fun. Mm-hmm. You were, you know. And so what I realized, and then another thing, my, my parents always done is when we were young, like teenagers, they would be like, whoever you want to have at the house, all of our, all of your friends are welcome at the house, and if you're gonna drink. We'll get you the drinks, but then you're going to stay home. And you know what? They always knew where we were. Mm-hmm. They always knew who was there, mm-hmm. what we were doing. And like, nobody I got, nobody got pregnant. Nobody got locked up. Nobody got killed. Nobody. Exactly. Right. You know, and, and, and to think that you're teenager and then, and then, you know what? Nobody would want to be the asshole throwing up and mm-hmm. falling down. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There was always those people, yes, but they're going to do that no matter but what. they're looked down upon. They are because right. everybody wanted to look good. Everybody and wants to look good and dance and meet and have conversations and things like that. Exactly. And, that's a, and, and at the beach in Brazil, and, and I, I'm talk about this experience again, right. but we're there and it's our honeymoon, right? And so we went to a place called Salvador. It's beautiful there. It's lots and lots of culture. and um, But anyway, we're there and we go to this beach and there's beautiful bodies everywhere. There's also not so beautiful bodies everywhere. And I remember there was a girl wearing a thong bikini and she was probably 30 yards away from us to the right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's in a thong bikini and she's probably... I don't know, 300 pounds, but she was in the high 200s probably. Yeah. Certainly. And she takes, spreads out her towel, bends over, mm-hmm. okay, to and spreads it out to suntan. And she, so she's all bent over, total butt shot, right? <laughs> and, and, and it was a butt shot, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was the only person looking at her. 
And the beach was crowded and I was the only person looking at it. Nobody cared. And then right in front of us a few feet were a couple, you know, your quintessential hot Brazilian chicks with the big butts and perfect bodies and young and dancing around and nobody was looking at them. Right. And there was hot guys there. And it's just like, everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. Right. And I I didn't get it at first, but we were in Brazil for a while. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, it's just, you just don't, you see it everywhere. You just don't care. Right. It just, it's not a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's a very, very different way of looking at things. No, and, and that's the thing. So you modeling you know, the way you model, that's, your parents see all your pictures, they think they're great. That my parents your brothers, love it. Your brothers, right. you know, your nieces, nephews, everybody thinks your pictures are amazing. Right. Because there's nothing, I mean, if I was on Playboy, they probably would have a problem with it. They mm-hmm. wouldn't want me naked, you know, but taking glamorous Pictures. I shot pictures with you and your mom. Yeah, 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 you did. And so it's just a different way. And so, you know, I guess it just depends where you come from. That's the value system of that place. Yeah, and I completely I, I just, understand, but it's just... Um, I just don't think you take the moral high ground by judging people for... And you know or, what? Or in my case, questioning my faith yes. because of the job that I do. And and that's the thing is like, it's not our job to judge anybody. If there's somebody that... It, they're, is doing things that we wouldn't do, um, instead of judging them right away, why not like ask questions, mm-hmm. you know, maybe try to help some people. They're not doing things for the reasons, like you said, you know, the girl that was just trying to survive Well, she wasn't mugging people, you know, she was stripping. That's, that's all she knew at the mm-hmm. time that she could do to, 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 uh, provide for her son. And then, you show her that maybe there was there was other options. Yeah. A lot of people they were not presented with options, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and you know it's it's the same with with everything. And if, if you, you can make, go into that place, if you can go into a place like that and have credibility with people, mm-hmm. and have an ability to impact their lives in a positive way, yeah, isn't that God's work? How is that different than going and building a house in Mexico or, or, you know, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all caring for God's children. That's what he commands us to do. And so the thing of it is, is that, uh, my, my point is. You peeled that off this weekend? Well, what it was, I just got thinking more deeply about the things and, and I just, there's things that I miss and it's creating art and it's not just photographing women, but I like to photograph landscapes, just nobody's ever seen any of them, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I never got published in a magazine photographing landscapes. Right. But um, there's just so many things I want to do and I realize I'm frustrated because I'm not doing those things. And it's oddly enough, and me of all people, mm-hmm. Because I'm worried about what people might think and how it might affect our business. Right. And you know what? It's. <laughs> well, when we. Change- God put these things in me. I'm going to do them and do them the way I do them. And if it affects our business and some people don't want to buy a pair of tights because of it. Well. And that's the thing, you know, when, I, when we changed the name, the name Beleza Brazil to Blessed Body where um, there were so many people that were like, oh, do you think people are going to get offended? Because, you know, it, this is more, you know, if, if, they're, if they don't believe in God or whatever. And I'm going, well, the thing is, is that no matter what you do, people, some people will get offended. Yeah. Others won't care and then others will love it. Uh, today I was dropping Jesse off at school and this lady that works there she uh, she came to me and she's like, I love how all of your shirts say blessed. And I'm like, oh, this is this is actually my company. It's Blessed Body Where She goes, no way. 
give me the website. I'm going to buy some, you know, she's a teacher <laughs> yeah. at school. Mm-hmm. And so you, you get that and then you get people are like, I would never buy. And, and that's totally fine. And we get the same thing with, with our tights. Our tights are sexy tights. Right. And the pictures know? are sexy. It, yeah. And it's like, how can you say blessed and you have, you know, a sexy booty uh, well, be, just because you believe in God doesn't mean <laughs> you, you have, have to get to it amputated, get your body amputated when you decide you know? to be a Christian. No, so, you know, you can, you can be beautiful and sexy. This has got nothing to do with your faith. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's what's in your heart. And, and I guess the point is this, is if it does, if it bothers you, look away, <laughs> you know, and, and if, and if, you know, but understand that, you know, somebody. It's not our place to judge that. No. I just understand that. You know, and if you don't believe in God, that's that's your belief. Doing and what I do as a photographer and doing what you do as a model has given us so many opportunities to, to bring to people to speak lives. into people's mm-hmm. lives, bring them to know God, and to go on and do amazing things as Christians themselves. Yeah. And so I don't regret a second of it, and I, I I'm ashamed that I actually thought that way mm-hmm. because that you allow it to how get many into lives, your thoughts. How many lives? Did I not impact? Right. Because I did that. You held back. So I'll leave you with that. Well, thank you for sharing, Terry. <laughs> so it was a good Thanksgiving. It was. And Life we found changing. an awesome church. Yeah. Life's and good. tomorrow, we're going to do a podcast tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then tomorrow afternoon, we're in court. Tomorrow afternoon, we're in court. Big court day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which means nothing. Which means nothing. <laughs> As we have found out. Right. But uh, Jesse's case is coming to a resolution one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow is... It's one of those. We one have many of court dates. potentially three court dates in front of us. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. But, um, but we shall see. Yeah. Say a prayer for everybody. I feel pretty good about it. You know, I, I feel really good about where Jesse's biological mom, Crystal, where her life is at. Mm-hmm. Um, she's part of our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as much as he is. And uh, I look at the whole thing and, you know, as much as the day that she was arrested Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was when her getting into our path and us into hers began. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to her, best thing that happened to us, best thing that happened to Jesse. Absolutely. And uh, it's just, it's just an amazing thing that God does. It would be an amazing story. <laughs> the same thing, day. criticism. I've been criticized by almost everybody. Yeah. Because of our relationship with our Crystal. relationship with Crystal. Yeah. But you know, again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day and I think I went with that. And it, it said, um, I try to pay my bills with people's opinions. <laughs> and and uh, when that didn't work, I stopped caring. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you need yeah. to make People your decisions based on... People are going to support you, they're going to not support you, and right. that's their right to do that. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I have no right to get offended by it, really. I feel like I, if I'm going to waste my time and energy and give that free rant in my head, yeah. I'm the one. I'm the fool. No more time. Thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.